Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides, and you can follow my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared. This college football episode covers select games from week three of the 2022 season. In case you're new here, I've built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread should be for every FBS college football game. That information, along with each team's power rating in a graded A, B, or C pick, either now or coming later, for every game, is available in the Google Sheet that is linked in the show's description. That doesn't mean that we recommend you do the same as our goal in this episode is to share key information about this week's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being made in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. And as we go through the plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so we'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. Cousin Jared will also be utilizing a weighted unit scale this college football season. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to say we'll be profitable each and every week, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Cousin uh, Jared, I don't want to give away the, 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 the storyline here, but we're talking Iowa and Nevada today, and that is I know what people are tuning in for. I'm pumped. Yes, it is going to be. I can't wait to break that one down. I think there's a lot of ways to make money on that game. So stick around later in the show. You you will find out all the ways that you can profit off that one. A lot of words and not a lot of points. That's the way we like it around yes. here. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, before we get to the show, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free and the only way. So make you turn notifications on to ensure you don't miss any college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides and as a reminder we set up a patreon page for those of you looking to support the show membership starts at just three dollars per month benefits include such things as exclusive access to the play of the day our discord group both ad free and early access to the shows and early access to projected spreads let's get to the games all lines courtesy of bet online sign up link in the show description and current as of the time of this recording it is late night tuesday september 13th as we're recording this we got two Friday games we're going to talk about here. Uh, 7.30 Eastern, Florida State at Louisville. Apparently, Louisville is just rocking and rolling with these Friday night games. Yep. Played well against UCF. Uh, my take on Louisville, and I think we're going to see a lot of variability from Louisville. Obviously, with a quarterback like that, he can really carry him. But if he's not playing well, Louisville doesn't offer a lot. So I think right. we're going to see some, variable, some variability with Louisville. Uh Honestly, though, I think that game says more about UCF than Louisville. I expected more from UCF, and frankly, they didn't impress me uh, that much. I still think UCF is a solid team for what they are, which at this point is still a group of five team, but I, I kind of expected them to be a little bit, maybe not up to par with Cincinnati, BYU, and Houston, but they're the fourth team joining the B that group to the Big 12, and I feel like after watching that game, I'm like, no, UCF still is a, a notch behind that, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely felt like uh, with Gus and Malzahn there, you would have thought that uh, they would have taken a step forward. And yes. it seems to me they're kind of very similar to when Hypel left. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that says more about UCF than Louisville. I'm going to back Florida State here on the road, a short two-and-a-half-point favorites. It's a B-grade pick for me. Models says it should be 2.8. Uh, I just like this short of a field goal. I think the most likely outcome in this game is that Florida State wins by a field goal. 
I think they're the better team. Model ranks Florida State still just outside the top 25, but Louisville more of just a middle-of-the-road team. They get a lot of variability, so it's kind of hard to give anything with Louisville, I think, an A grade at this point. Because even if the numbers got a lot of value, just you never really know what you're going to get with that team. And if if, right. if they come out, you know, rolling, they're, they're going to be a, a not not a not a necessarily overly difficult team to beat, but not the easiest team to beat. Uh, right. Because that, that sort of quarterback play can, can carry you. But uh, as we saw in that first game, if he's not on the money here on point against Florida State, I think Florida State's a solid team. And I think they can get the job done here on the road. Um, total of 56 and a half. Cousin Jared, what's your take on this Friday night game? Yeah, I think your analysis is spot on there because they're going to go as far as Cunningham can carry them, Louisville is. And so I look at this total of 56 and a half, and I haven't seen anything from either team this season that would make me think that this game would go over that number. Right. Uh, the problem is, is, is if Cunningham catches on fire, it's one of those things where, you know, Louisville put up, you know, 41 points or, or, or the other way around. If, if, if he, if he does nothing and all of a sudden he's punting and Florida state's got the ball yeah. midfield short fields, right? It's, it's one of those yeah. things where it's, if he's like mediocre and like driving to the 40 and then punting, it's going to be a really low scoring game, but yeah, it, a little bit better, a little bit worse. And all of a sudden there could be some points, right? Yeah. So just based off what I've seen this year, if this got to 58, this would be a number that I would consider the over at 58, but at 56, it's like, blah, it doesn't really make me feel good one, one way or another. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I over or the under? Un- under, because okay. I, I haven't said, seen... You said over, I was like, wait. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So, whoa, 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 whoa. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, if you, it got to 58, I would, I would the like under. the under. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I haven't seen anything from these two offenses so far this year that, that it would impress me. But just at 56 and a half, Cunningham is just the type of guy that's like, mm, you, you know, you would like a little you just more... Want that, uh, you want that extra cushion. Yeah, you want that extra cushion, exactly. Yep, yep, I completely agree. The other Friday night game, Air Force and Wyoming. Uh, I, I personally think Wyoming is very bad at football um i i know that might hurt you cousin jared i know it i know does. You're, does. you're partial to wyoming but the model ranks in now 111th i mean that's uh, not good that's not, not good. good that's not good <laughs> i've seen more wyoming this year than i would have cared to see and i have not mm. been impressed with anything that i have seen from them uh they won the game against tulsa they, but they beat tulsa it, at home it looked ugly. They got some defensive scores and special yeah. team scores, and it was yeah. just they didn't look good at all yeah. uh, in that game. I think Air Force is going to run all over them left and right. I'm going to lay the 15 and a half with Air Force. It's a B grade pick. It's too many points for it to be an A grade pick. Uh, model says 16. So I, I like that I'm on the right side of 17. I don't like I'm on the wrong side of 14. If I was at 14, this would be an A grade pick. Uh, but at 15 and a half, I still want to lay it with Air Force because I just think they're going to put up points every time they touch the ball they should have destroyed colorado i mean when you look at the box yeah. score of that one they should have beaten colorado by about 100 to nothing and yeah. colorado got pretty lucky to not get destroyed that much so i think wyoming's gonna need that same luck or else they're gonna lose by three touchdowns so i, I like letting it with air force i'm like you though with the total right talking about that extra cushion trying to play smart numbers here if it gets to 14 I, i'm i love it then at 15 and a half yeah. though, i like it i think it's worth a look it's just not my favorite play uh, given that it's it's on the wrong side of 14 and, and Air Force needs to win by 14. So I'll still yeah. back Air Force though, be great play at 15 and a half, total of 46 and a half. Yeah. Can, can Wyoming score enough to cover this is, is really the question the odds makers are asking you with that total. Uh, what do you think, Cousin Jared? I, I think Air Force's defense is, is good. And so I think Wyoming is going to be in for a long night 
for sure. Uh, yes, I, I do love the Mountain West. I, I think if you've watched or listened to this show for any length of time, you know that. Uh, I, but I also love to support the troops, even though I faded two of the three service academies last week. Um, and so your your uh, your play gets my seal of approval. Uh, man, I, I, I like I said, love the Mountain West, but I don't see what is standing in Air Force's way mm-hmm. of winning the, the Mountain Division this year. It seems to have just kind of, in my opinion, come wide open. For them. So I, I would be shocked if we're not seeing them uh, play for the conference championship game in, in December. Yeah. You posed that question for Jake in this last week. And yeah, last week, it was, last week it was a question. Uh, this week is more of like a statement. Now it's a statement. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 I agree. It's, it's, it's a conference that I feel like is taking a step back and I feel like that also hurts you too. It, it, it very, very much hurts me. Um, I, I guess the team that we're kind of other team we're hanging our hat on now is Fresno state, I guess mm. like that's kind of the only mm. other hope that we have. Mm, I don't think that's a, I think our, I don't think that's great. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not, but that's, I think that's all we've got left yeah. at this point. Yeah. It said it used to be a, it used to be a, a much more fun conference and like yeah. taking a step back for sure. Yeah. Uh, speaking of taking a step back, Nebraska, uh, this oh, is the other game I guess I should have led with. We could just talk for an hour on this one. Uh, yeah. uh, an ode to Scott Frost. I feel like that's what we should like. We should write poetry. I, we've talked about him so much uh, mm-hmm. in the short life of this uh, show. Yeah. Very yeah. back for episode one last yeah. year. Uh, I, it's a miracle he made it this long. Again, looking back at what yeah. you said last year and the, going into the season and the concern yeah. and then how it went and they brought him back. And yeah. I mean, he, he made us a lot of money. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> the did, Georgia just, Southern was one straw too far, I guess. <laughs> did, do you feel like anything has like any, um, you know, coaching change has been as just like a foregone conclusion. Like there, it was just like, we knew when the season started, like this was happening. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, I, honestly, I think we were all surprised it didn't happen at the end of last season. It just, this just felt like, duh, like this, we knew this was going to happen. There was I think totally, absolutely nothing surprising at all. I think Tony LaRusa and, and with the White Sox is the other one that's in that same boat of just like, Ah, see, I like the cross pollination here. Yeah, yeah I like it. Um, no, it's a good question. I, I don't know it, it, if we have it. It felt inevitable. Um, the team isn't that good. No, they've been going down for a while now. Um, yep. They got the name on the front of the jersey, but that's about all I've got going yeah. for them. Yeah. So, you, so you start off every show by saying that good and bad variants will occur. Uh, not for Scott, not for them. For, is Scott Frost <laughs> an example of only bad variants occurring. I think so. I think I think so. Uh, all those close losses and and look yeah. and to be fair to the guy, right? Like last year, I don't know how much of that bad variance. Some of that you could attribute to. Uh, coaching and decision-making and there's all sorts of stuff like that, right? That maybe it was their fault and maybe it was just some bad balances. Maybe it was a combination. We don't really know, but if nothing else this year, it just got ugly and uh, it wasn't about bad variants this year. It was just about not having a good team. I feel like the first half of the Northwestern game gave everybody a little bit of false hope Yep. And, and then obviously you look at what Nebraska done since then, but also what Northwestern has done since there, uh, yeah. since then coming in, losing at home to, to Duke this last weekend. Uh, yeah. It's it, I, I think that not that, really close either. No, no. The final I, score got close, but it was a blowout. Yeah. And so I think that first half really uh, of the Northwestern game was like completely false hope. And then obviously we yeah. saw what happened after that wheels came off. Yeah. O- OU is an 11 point road favorite here uh, over the summer. This was OU minus three. Now it's out to 11. I've got an A-grid pick on Oklahoma. I, I, I'm not buying 
the hype that you fire a coach and things get magically better. I think that holds true sometimes with regards to a lot of times when you fire a coach, it's because you're underperforming. And so if mm-hmm. you've been under, you have, take the not more cross pollination, you take the Phillies in baseball this year, fire their manager, they were underperforming and they played much better. I'm not sure how much of that's the manager or how much of that is just, you had an underperforming team and they were, gonna bounce back and start playing better in a sport like baseball you take the angels they fire their manager they were underperforming they were just not a good baseball team and they've still been not a good baseball team so sometimes it's yeah. like the angels and you gotta look at is the team actually good and 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 is this just bad variance or is this just not a good team and last year if they'd have fired scott frost if they'd have fired scott frost over the offseason i was very well prepared to come into this season and say hey that was just bad variance they're not that bad or whatever what we've seen this year from them they got yeah. outplayed by georgia southern Yes. Yeah. Straight up at yeah. in Lincoln, they got outplayed. And so I'm not buying any like coaches fired players. You're happy. They're going to start playing better. I mean, I'm not saying that they don't cover, but I, I don't think that I think that holds true when you've had bad variants, but I don't think this team is worth a darn. And yeah. I think, Oh, going to come in there and kick their butt. We saw last week with Oklahoma really slept walk in the first half and then almost covered a giant number in the second half alone before giving up. Yeah. And I think that it's just one stretch like that that Oklahoma's going to have against Nebraska. Oklahoma, this game was really close last year in Norman. 23 to 16. 23 to 16? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the players, I mean, some of the players are gone, right? <laughs> the yeah. players that are there remember that. The coaching staff there know, I mean, they all know that, right? Even if they were there or not, it doesn't really matter. They know that they know that this team hung in there last year with them. I think they're going to come out on a mission. I think Oklahoma's going to destroy them. Model says uh, 13. I think it's 13, 14, 17 minimum. I think it might be even worse than that. I just don't see this Nebraska team hanging in there with them, especially after last year. Had last year not happened, maybe they sneak up on Oklahoma. But yeah. I don't think I don't think they're going to sneak up on them. I think Oklahoma's going to come out to play. And you saw how good that offense can be uh, in that like, whatever quarter stretch. I think they put it to Nebraska. If Georgia Southern outplayed Nebraska – we we don't know exactly how good OU is, but we know they're a heck of a lot better than Georgia Southern. Yeah, I think they wiped the floor with Nebraska. I'm laying the eleven. I'm very comfortable with an A grade play for me. Because Jared, what do you got? Uh, I've got a lot of things. Um, if you had to <laughs> guess how many yards Georgia Southern had against Nebraska this past weekend, how many total yards would you think they had? Five hundred. Six hundred and forty-two. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, it was so, a lot. I mean, they, yeah. they, they moved the ball every time they had it. It seemed like yeah. uh, Georgia Southern, the team of which uh, didn't really care too much about the forward pass until the past couple of years. Like, really, they were mm-hmm. running a, a version, an uh, advanced version of the, the triple option, really. Yep. Um, Passed for over 400 yards against Nebraska this past weekend. A team that was almost exclusively recruited to run a, a very run heavy offense, passed for over 400 yards. I have no idea how Nebraska is going to get one single stop against against Oklahoma. Um, The thing is, is when I'm looking at the total, I don't know how many points Nebraska is going to score either. I, I I definitely have way more confidence in their offense than their, than their defense, but uh, this, 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 this whole situation with Nebraska. So I'm cut to the chase here. I'm not making a play on this game right now. I kind of, I tend to agree with you. Like I think that Nebraska could just completely blow them out of the water. Nope. And so this is one of those things it, you know, 
I don't, based on that logic, I don't know if I care if this is at like 11 or like 13. Like right. to me, I think it's probably the same. This is one of those things where like I would rather wait and just see if by some crazy happenstance it goes down to like 10 and a half or 10, mm-hmm. which I don't think it will, but we'll talk about it later. We've seen plenty of crazy line moves that we can't explain this week. Um, so Like in know, Nebraska last week. I don't want to keep beating the dead horse, but I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is one of those things where – I agree with your analysis. I don't know if Nebraska gets one single defensive stop in this game. Uh, I may like to lay the points too, but for me, I don't think there's any reason to jump on it right now. I'll wait and kind of see what happens. Okay. I'm mainly jumping in it right now because I needed a game to talk about in this yeah. show. So here we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, also at New Eastern, uh, Purdue at Syracuse. This one should be an interesting game. Two teams that uh, find themselves right on the outside of my top 25 potentially good seasons waiting could be top Mm -hmm. 20-ish teams could potentially have things not go their way and be middle of the pack teams here uh a a big game to to really try to put yourself in better shape here uh Purdue having to travel to Syracuse is a tough place to play as we talk about uh the travel to get out there is tough uh pick them right now I'm I'm gonna take Purdue with a b-grade pick model says it should be Purdue minus two I am factoring in the more difficult home uh, home environment, home tr- you know, travel situation, whatever you want to call it with Syracuse that has historically held true. I am factoring that into this number. And I still think Purdue should be favored. So I'm comfortable taking Purdue as a pick Um It's a B grade pick for me just because I never can get too confident picking against Syracuse in Syracuse. But I, I just think that Purdue's like a notch above them. And I know it's on the road, but I just think it's a little bit too much of a hill to climb for Syracuse. I think they're mm-hmm. solid, but uh, if, if Syracuse wins this game, then I'm fully ready to say they might sneak into the top 25. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. not this week, but eventually, right? I think that they could do that, but until they, they need to prove it to me first. Right now, I still think they're more of a 50th ranked team than a 30th ranked team. And I think Purdue is just better by enough to go yeah. on the road and, and get the victory. Um, again, model says Purdue should be favored. So I'm going to take Purdue. Uh, basically going to pick them here with a big, great pick. Cousin Jared, what do you think? I am also on, on Purdue. Um, I think, and, and I'm, I'm just as guilty of this as, as everybody else. When we think of going to Syracuse and playing at Syracuse, we think of, you know, the Thursday night upsets, the Friday night games were way closer than it should be. We think about, for example, like the Wake Forest game last year where Wake Forest went in there and only won by three. Um, you know, Syracuse seems to give lots of teams scares whenever they go there. But I feel like we conveniently forget when Liberty goes to the Carrier, Dr- Carrier Dome and, and beats Syracuse. And, and uh, when Rutgers goes in there and just plays – terribly and wins a game like 17 to seven or something Mm -hmm. like that. So for, for every one of these big upsets that we think of, we, we tend to forget a time where Syracuse has lost at home to a team that they should probably beat. My analysis on Purdue is that O'Connell is a good quarterback and he's also a a senior. And I think he's going to have a level head. He's going to be able to go in there. And I think he's not going to make too many mistakes. Um, I think people could get caught up in, the first game of the season, Syracuse and Louisville, Louisville going there, losing 31 to seven. Louisville had three turnovers in that game that really were, were backbreakers. I think they were all on Syracuse's side of the field. And so that game was a lot closer, I think, than it ended up looking on paper. I think that Purdue can go in there and they can eliminate the turnovers. They can play a good, solid game. And like you mentioned, they're just a notch above. Yeah. And Dino Babers, I, God Great bless coach. him, he has. He has his his bad seasons at Syracuse, but then he has those inexplicable seasons where he'll yeah. win like eight or nine games somehow, which seems but, impossible to do at a at a truly basketball. 
basketball school in the middle of nowhere in New York that why would a college kid want to go there? Like it's a great yes. coaching job, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. But at the same time, I also trust Brian Brom to, to have his team ready to go. He's also a really good coach. So the combination of, of Purdue, great quarterback, good mature quarterback play, Brian Brom being a good coach. Like you said, I think the talent level is just a step above. Um, I, I think it's kind of a, a blessing to get Purdue to pick them here. So I, yeah. I'm also going to be a Purdue. I think they're just better than Syracuse. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, like I said, if Syracuse wins this game, then it's a, oh, wow, Syracuse might actually be, yes, yes, you know, a top 30 team. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I'm going to make them prove it first. I think Syracuse does a really good job of sneaking up on teams. I think it's kind of what you were trying to say. Yeah. Will they sneak up on Purdue? After that Louisville game and after now, everyone kind of knows Syracuse yeah. can sneak up on you. A good coach, a senior quarterback, like you hope that doesn't happen and you think Purdue's not going to let them sneak up on them. And then Purdue's better and they should be able to go on there and and, and beat them, um, you know, it's not, it's not like you're the top right team and you think you're just going to walk in and get a victory. Right. I mean, yeah. And, and the other thing I would say is that Syracuse throttled UConn uh, last weekend, but I, I was hoping that I was seeing signs of life from UConn um, after they were, they hung around a little bit with Utah state, but then after and then we said that we've seen Utah state. Yeah. Yeah. Lost, lost, <laughs> lost to Weber state. Um, I, 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 I think I'm off the UConn bandwagon, like the two yeah. people that were on it. I think we've both hopped off real quick. Yeah. And so I don't think you should put much stock in, in Syracuse throttling UConn. Cause I don't, I'm not sure if UConn is any better at all now. This so is that's, the, that's the, kind of the reason. The yeah. gif of Will Smith, like looking around the room, like, well, <laughs> we're yeah, so yeah. through with that, right? Yeah, um, expanded it. Everyone's gone. Uh, no, I completely agree. Uh, Utah State, I'm with you. We we kind of thought they might be that we knew they would take a step back, but we did not realize it would be this much back. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's 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 brutal. Uh, speaking yes. of Connecticut, yeah, uh, they will not win this weekend. Uh, there not. are no nope. locks in gambling because yeah. no one's going to give you a money line on this game. If so, that would be a lock that Michigan is yes. going to win this game. Yeah, um, forty-seven and a half point favorites. I've got a B grade play on UConn, and here's why: I, I watched some of that Hawaii Michigan game. Mm-hmm. Michigan did not have any interest in scoring late. They didn't have any interest in running up the score. They they were they played the game that I feared that Jim Harbaugh would do, which is we're going to get to like 30 and then shut it down. Yeah. They did score once late, but they also let Hawaii score once late. And I'm sorry, but UConn's still a better team than Hawaii is. Yeah. Yeah. I was <laughs> um, going to say at, at the very least, they're, they're exactly the same at, at the worst. They are the same. And, and I think that UConn, the life that we do see from UConn, at least I think is going to be a 60 minute effort. So I think the back yes. doors on the table too. I don't think they're going to yeah. quit. Yeah. Uh, so I've got a B grade play on UConn here at plus 47 and a half model says 45 and a half. Uh, I just think that Michigan is a great team to lay like again. And we've talked about this a little bit. I, I'm mostly comfortable nine times out of 10 blind backing the major league baseball model being a player based model. The college football model, I think is more of a guide for us. I think that Michigan is a great team to back when they're laying 17 points, 22 points, because Mm -hmm. Harbaugh wants to win by 30. But as we saw last week, I think I'm a little bit more concerned about backing Michigan as a 50-point favorite because Harbaugh wants to win by 30. (laughs) He he wants to get out of Dodge and stay healthy. Second week in a row now, whereas we talked about with Hawaii, nothing good can happen in this game, right? Like They're Mm -hmm. supposed to win. They should win big. They just got to stay healthy. And that doesn't mean that Michigan won't win by 48, 49, 52, something like that. But I I just think that UConn's going to fight enough that they should get a score or two and that's accidentally yeah. going to get them to the cover just like Hawaii accidentally covered. Cause like I said, I still think UConn's a better team than Hawaii. So I'm going to take the 47 yeah. and a half with UConn 
Harbaugh just with very little incentive to run up the score. He didn't last week. I don't see why he would this week either. So I'm going to grab all those points. Be a great pick for me on the Huskies. Because, Jed, what do you think? I have nothing to say about this game. This, this, like you said, uh, I, I honestly, I'm kind of surprised the total is, is this high. Um, like you said, Michigan, no matter, I, I was curious against Hawaii with McCarthy starting, if the offense would open up a little bit uh, and maybe it did for a quarter, but, but like you said, just there's, there's zero interest at all in run up score. They get to the second half. It's just like, Hey, let's run clock. So, um, you know, the sick, uh, you know, if this was like 65, it'd be like, sure, I'll, I'll take the under on that. Yeah. But 60, you know, who knows? I mean, Michigan's could could score 56 themselves in this game. The, um, and, you know, the Hawaii broke that long touchdown run. If UConn breaks one, a special team score, a turnover, yeah. or something like that, a pick six, right? Could yeah. Yeah. jump your points up really quick. And you're like, this has been a low-scoring game, but all of a sudden a couple scores yeah. in a two-minute window can can break that. Yeah. Um yeah, my, my last thought on this one is what I saw from Michigan. And yeah, and you never know what you're going to see, right? Again, that's why I say there's no locks in gambling, people. Mm-hmm. Um, what I saw from Michigan last week reeked of an offense that said, we don't want to show you what we're trying to do, which makes complete sense. Um, Bama was able to go out there and kick the crap out of Utah State by just running it down their throat. And, yep. you know, quarterback quarterback scrambles and handoff yeah. to the right and just passing yeah. it and those wide receivers just breaking it or whatever because Utah State's so bad. Michigan doesn't have quite that same athleticism. And so yeah. they're just – when they play vanilla offense, it takes them a little bit longer to score. So it's harder to cover yeah. these big numbers. That doesn't mean they don't break them. It's just they – again, they they just really reeked of an offense that said, we don't want to show anybody what we're trying to accomplish. We don't want to give anybody anything on tape. We have no need to. I would be the same way. Yeah, so I'm going to take the points. Hopefully, it uh, works out the same way it did last week. Two o'clock Eastern kickoff: Ohio at Iowa State. Iowa State was favored by more than this. People are backing Ohio. I'm not quite sure why. I've got Iowa State here, according to the model, as a 23 point favorite. So I'm going to lay the 18 and a half. It's an A grade pick with Iowa State. I really was impressed with what I saw from Iowa State's offense. We're going to talk about Iowa later on, but that Iowa defense is legit. And Iowa State moved mm-hmm. the ball fairly well on them. Made, uh, and maybe it's just watching, you know, this is what I picked up in my eyeballs. that I thought Ohio, Iowa State looked really good moving the ball. Like it's a really good defense. Ohio's defense is nothing like it. You do right. have the potential letdown spot. I'm absolutely aware of that. That's the fear you have anytime you have a favorite coming off a game like that. But I think Iowa State is just extremely more talented than Ohio. And right. I think they can win by three touchdowns or more. Again, model says 23. The model tells me to take a lot of dogs in these type of games. And so when it takes a favorite, I'm all over it here. I'm going to let 18 and a half with Iowa State. Ohio's ranked 112th, according to the model. That type of team, I think a solid Big 12 team like Iowa State can really take care of business with. Uh, total of 49, Cousin Jared, what is your take? Man, uh, so you, you, I, I know you mentioned that, that you felt like Iowa State was moving the ball well, but uh, from, and I wasn't able to watch the Iowa Iowa State game. So I just kind of, you know, zipped through it uh, later in the day and, and, you know, didn't really miss much. Um, but, but from <laughs> that zipping through it, I like, 
I don't, aside from Iowa has, <laughs> Iowa has a terrible offense and an amazing yeah. defense. I like, it's almost like, I don't feel like I can get any feel um, um, yeah. for Iowa state from that game. Um, what I will say, and, and I don't think we can get a feel for their defense because yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the Iowa defense is, and I'm not saying the Iowa state, you know, it's not like they put up 600 yards. They didn't Georgia Southern, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, casually, but, uh, yeah. but I, I just, I felt like watching them like, they had success in a way that I don't think most teams have success against Iowa. Like again, mm-hmm. relative to how good that defense is, like they were able to pick up, you know, four yards on a run, five yards on a run, you know, seven yards on a pass. It wasn't every single play, obviously, but they were able to move mm-hmm. the ball just better. And I thought, I thought Iowa State would have to punt a lot more, and yeah. they they moved the ball relatively well. They missed out a touchdown because they fumbled at the goal line on a on a, a play before that had the guy's foot stayed inbounds by like an inch would have been a touchdown, and that cost them a touchdown. Um, they had a fourth and goal that was stopped because again Iowa has a great defense, but I mean they moved the ball down there. They moved the ball inside the red zone. I think one was on a turnover. The other two times they moved it down three times early in the game and got three points out of it. So, I mean, they convert those and all of a sudden they destroyed Iowa. So, right. and not just destroyed them, but put up a lot of points on them. So, like I said, I, I think that's, I think we can tell something from Iowa State, from Iowa State's offense, but I'm with you. I don't think we can tell anything about their defense because, yeah. Yeah. Is Iowa, what does that mean? Yeah. So, last week, Ohio played Penn State, lost 46 to 10. Um, the the model would have Iowa State about a touchdown worse than than Penn State. So if you're telling me that that Ohio lost to Penn State by 36 points, 18, you're right. Seems kind of like a, a bargain here, in in my opinion, especially um, you know Ohio going going on the road. So uh, the total doesn't speak to me here. I mean, yeah. yes, I would like to think, like you said, what do we know about Iowa State's? defense we we know absolutely nothing they're Um, probably they're probably they're probably worse than Penn State's defense so I mean you you, I I kind of expect Iowa State to score what Penn State score but then Ohio to get an extra touchdown or something yeah yeah so I've got no feel for this game I I I, what I the only thing I would hope to get from this game is that I I feel like I know something about Iowa State after the game's over because again but just with how how terribly beautiful like beautifully terrible like i don't know how to describe that game uh but but i just want to know something more about iowa state because i don't feel like i know yeah. anything right now yeah I, I faded ohio last week uh against penn state so i'm, I'm fading them again hopefully it works out yeah. as well uh 3 eastern kickoff new mexico state at wisconsin uh wisconsin whoa uh yeah that was a thing that you yeah. did and you shouldn't yeah. have uh, yeah. um yeah I don't know what else to say other than that. Uh, they've fallen to 28th in my rankings. Their offense did not look as competent. We didn't think their offense would be good, but it didn't look competent really. Their defense also didn't look that good. It was kind of just a. I'm really curious, is that going to be the game we look back on at the end of the season and say, how did that happen? Or are we going to look back at that game and say that was a sign of things to come? Mm -hmm. I don't know what to make of this game yet. I feel like anything is possible with that game. At least Wisconsin now gets an easier matchup in New Mexico State. They should obviously win this one. I'm going to lay the 37 with Wisconsin. I've backed New Mexico State here the last couple of weeks. Got on the cover last week with the A-grade play. But I think this is going to play out for New Mexico State more like it did against Minnesota than against UTEP. Um, Wisconsin's going to be pissed off. I, I, not that they 
I don't know how easily they can run up the score given that offense, yeah. but if it's going to yeah. happen, it's going to happen against New Mexico State. I think this New Mexico State team is much improved, but the model still says the models dropped Wisconsin out of my top twenty-five. So it's it's not like it's saying Wisconsin. It thinks Wisconsin's great. Yeah, it's dissing Wisconsin and still says that. And and, and again, I think it kind of likes New Mexico State a little more than it used to in the past, at least. It still says it should be a 40-point spread. So I'm going to lay the 37. It's a B-grade play. Total of 46. I just don't see New Mexico State scoring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, so we've got a couple of games we're going to talk about here uh, where, where I'm going to mention some team totals. Uh, I'm, I'm not good with math here, uh, but I, I guess the like implied team total for New Mexico State is going to be five and a half, Four five and a half. or something. Uh, if, if, like, it, I, I guess that's probably going to – It might be. I don't know. It might be four and a half. <laughs> like, like if 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 the team, it's I mean it's not going to get there. Like the math just isn't going to work out. But like if the team total were like six, I would take the under on, yeah. on New Mexico State on this one. Well, so you might you might and you might or you might get a six and a half, but you probably have crazy heavy juice. You probably have to lay like minus one eighty or something. You know, minus two hundred. You you mentioned the Minnesota game for New Mexico State because this is exactly what it feels like to me. That was a, a, a kind of a weird week for New Mexico State. You know, they played on that Saturday. They turned around and went and played Saturday, at Minnesota late night. That, and then went and played at Minnesota on a Thursday, Thursday I believe. Yeah. So that was a really tough travel situation. Uh, but if you had to ask me who was better, Minnesota's defense or Wisconsin's defense, at least before this past weekend, I probably would have said Wisconsin for sure. You know, Jim Leonard, everybody thinks that he's one of the, the best coordinators in the country. So I I just, I literally, I'm again, I'm going to say this about a few games this weekend. I'm, I kind of mentioned it with uh, Temple and Rutgers when we talked about the last episode. I, I just don't know how New Mexico State scores. So if there's anything yeah. that I'm looking at on this game, it would be some type of team total under for, for them. Yeah. Yeah. Minnesota won the game 38 nothing and had really nothing to prove. Wisconsin kind of does have something to prove at this point. Yeah. They've yeah. got some demons to exercise. Had yeah. Wisconsin won by 20 last week, I think I'm on the other side. And I'm taking New Mexico yeah. State with, with Wisconsin playing Ohio State next weekend. A look-ahead spot. Don't care. Get everybody out healthy. Don't show them anything. But right. I think losing last week, just I think it changes things. And, and it's not so much that it changes the players as much as I think it changes the coaches, what they want to do, what they're working on in practice. Right. I mean, right. it's it's not – it's not so much a human motivation, like trying factor as much as it's just a, like the practice is going to be a little more intense this week. The game plan is going to be a little more intense this week. It's like, things are just different. And I think that really affects things. So like I said, I had, had Wisconsin won by 20 against Washington state, like they should have, then I think this is one, or maybe New Mexico state just needs one touchdown and they cover type thing. But as it is, I think that defense that defense I feel like is going to come out to prove a point and I don't see New Mexico state still scoring. And I feel like another 38 to nothing type game, 42 to nothing type game makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Build, build, building up their confidence. I think is one thing you're kind of working around there is yeah. like after a game yeah. like that, you need something to kind of build up your confidence. So. Yeah. Going into Ohio state, you want to be, you yeah. want to be confident. You don't, yeah. <laughs> you don't want, yeah. like, like, and obviously they can win this and have confidence and not cover. If they win 35, nothing, they're going to feel fine. Right. But yeah. yeah, you don't want to win like 24, nothing and be like, we could have beat them by more. You don't, you know, you want to, yeah, yeah, you want to yeah. feel like it took care of business. Yep. Uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, he got Liberty at Wake Forest. The model says Wake Forest minus 12. Uh, oh, man. I, I, that seems low. That seems yeah. low. Yeah. It does seem low. It seems low. <laughs> I don't know what else to say other than that. Wake Forest looked pretty dang good. Uh, yeah. last week how much of yeah. that's Vanderbilt and as we talked about before with Vanderbilt how much of that was Hawaii we're getting to that point yeah. 
I think this game is a perfect explanation of what I talked about with early on in the season. The model is going to maybe help us do a good job and maybe not never game, maybe in like eight out of 10 games, mm-hmm. kind of figure out all the chaotic, this team played this team and looked good against this team and, and whatever. Uh, Wake looked good against Vandy. Vandy looked good against Hawaii, but how much of that means what? I, I don't necessarily know. Model only says Wake yeah. Forest minus 12. says that Liberty's a, a, a solid team, middle of the pack in college football. The Wake Forest is about 40th. Um, I, there's just a lot of questions on Wake Forest. There's still a lot of questions on their defense. Can Liberty hang in this game and not get embarrassed? The model seems to think so. I'm going to give it a B grade pick at plus 16 and a half. I'd really prefer 17. But I mean, I'm just asking Liberty to lose by two touchdowns here. Yeah. Uh, the, the fear with this pick is the, the good news about this pick is Wake Forest can't allow points mm-hmm. to anybody. Liberty, in theory, has the offensive horses, in theory to score those points on that Wake Forest defense, match Mm -hmm. them almost score for score and lose by 10 in a game that they were never really in, but you know, hang in there. The bad side of this pick is Wake Forest has the offense to score every time they touch the ball. That's the downside of this pick. And that's why even at 17, this wouldn't be an A grade pick because Wake Forest could score every time they touch the ball. So yeah, I'm going to trust. I'm going to here. This is a true trust the model pick. It's trusting that, the chaotic web that we are weaving of teams playing each other, that Wake Forest isn't maybe as good as they're perceived to be, and they have some real weaknesses. So I'm going to grab the points with Liberty, but it's not my most confident play, only be great. Because, uh, Jared, what, what are you thinking? I, I am I am thinking that um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull the trigger here against Liberty. I just, I just don't know if I have enough faith in Liberty. But Who, who beat UAB? Who Beat UAB, but UAB had a lot of turnovers in that game. That that was more self-inflicted wounds from UAB's part than than Liberty necessarily. Yeah. Um, definitely Liberty still won the game, so kudos yeah. to that. Um, game, I, I yeah, just, we all we all were on UAB. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just can't believe that Hartman basically didn't do anything for like two months and just came out and acted like he didn't miss yeah. a beat at all. And so yeah. where I'm going with this is. I think that the, I think that the Wake Forest overs are going to be the the place to be for the foreseeable future. You know, sixty three and a half, like that's not really a, a good number. Like 63, 62, you know, sixty one, all you know, sixty three and a half is just kind of a, a yucky number. So, like, I don't know if it's this week against Liberty, but I, I think as as Wake Forest gets into conference play and plays some some potentially better offenses. Uh, I don't know what the cap's going to be on these totals, but it could be like last year, they could have ridiculously high numbers and it may not matter. Just still, they, just still go over. Yeah. Just still go over. Like the old, like old school big 12. Yeah. It's just like Hartman's going to get to practice now. Like, I mean, can you, can you imagine what it's going to be like when you practice? I don't know. It didn't seem like it mattered. <laughs> no, it, it didn't. Of course but, that was uh, also Vanderbilt. How much, again, how much of that's Vanderbilt? Yeah, how much of that's why? I don't know. I, that's true. I guess where I'm going with this is if I've seen one more week of what I saw last week with Wake Forest offense, then it's just kind of like blind over from, from now on. Well, Liberty has a not terrible defense. So I think that's kind of the yeah. question here is that their defense isn't so their defense isn't so bad that I'm like Wake Forest will score yeah. every time they touch the ball. Yeah. Their defense yeah. isn't good enough for me to think they can get a lot of stops. It's kind of in between that, like not really good, but not really good terrible either and so yeah. it'll be an interesting test if if yeah. wake forest has to punt four or five times that's a little bit different of a story but if yeah. wake forest goes out there and you know the only time they don't score is you know at the end of the half you know that sort of yeah. thing then yeah. then i'm with you it's it's i think it'll be an interesting test because like i said liberty's defense not 
not up to par with most of the ACC's defenses, but they're not – they're probably better than Vanderbilt's. Yeah. yeah. So whatever that's worth, right? Yeah. Um, 5 o'clock Eastern, Marshall and Bowling Green. Uh, look, full disclosure, we talked about Cal and Notre Dame already. Uh, I've got Marshall like 25 spots ahead of Cal. So Marshall's a better team than Cal. So wow. Wow. there you go. What a world wow. we live in, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Laying 16 and a half on the road at Bowling Green. Again, I've got Marshall ranked about 50th. Bowling Green isn't – Bowling Green's in the bottom 10. Welcome to the bottom 10 Bowling Green. I think yeah. Marshall kicks the crap out of them. You do have a potential letdown spot. That is, of course, the big thing here. But mm-hmm. the reason that I'm still comfortable laying the points, number one, a model says it should be 20. Uh, so I'm on the right side of 17. Uh, you know, yeah. model thinks 20, 21, 17, 24 are the most likely outcomes. We win all those. Mm-hmm. Number two, obviously Marshall winning that game was not expected. And part of why they won the game was turnovers. Um, Part of why they won that game is they're a really solid football team. I mean, they're not that much worse than Notre Dame is. And even though we have a potential letdown spot, I just think Marshall's just a much better team than Bowling Green. So as long as that coach has them ready to play and and they just didn't party all week, which maybe they Mm -hmm. did. I don't know if you've got insider information, Mm -hmm. you know, share with the crowd. But um Otherwise, they're just a much better football team than Bowling Green. So I think I'd be more worried about a letdown spot if they weren't that good. But I think relative to the types of teams they're playing here, again, as the what I've got them as the 51st best team in college football, they're not a bad team. Right, and I think right. teams that are of this caliber go into bottom 10 teams and they kick the crap out of them. I don't see Bowling Green scoring very many points. There's a reason this total is 50 I'd be looking at team total under for Bowling Green. I, I just think that Marshall mm. defense is nasty. I don't think Bowling Green scores. I think Marshall wins by 20. Uh, mm. A great play for me laying 16 and a half. I like being on this side of 17. Cousin Jared, what do you got? Uh, this is a game that, I, uh, I, that I'm watching um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, you know, Marshall at 16 and a half is a little appealing. Uh, the other thing I would say is 51. You're, you're on the low side of a bunch of key numbers there. 51, 52, 55, 58. Last week, Bowling Green lost to Eastern Kentucky, fifty-nine <laughs> to fifty-seven in seven overtimes. Yeah, we talked about that on the Discord. I was like, "Wait, does anyone realize that like we're on like the yeah. sixth overtime of this game?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, There's a reason why Bowling Green's in the bottom ten because yeah. of that game is part of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and their first game at UCLA, they lost forty-five seventeen. They actually got out to a lead in in that mm-hmm. game. And UCLA, UCLA kind of got really was start. asleep for the first quarter. Yeah, yeah. And, and then they kind of got rolling and put up forty-five points. Uh, you you say that Marshall's defense is, is really good. I don't. I can't argue with that. Uh, I would also say that I think Bowling Green's defense may not be very good either. And, yeah, and so this is one of those things where, like the the I you know. Marshall could score 45 points in yeah. this game and it wouldn't surprise me. So um, I don't know. This is one of those stick around on, on Twitter episodes later in the week. Maybe I, I talk myself into a play here, but like 51 seems a little low t- to me just based on how, um, you know, Bowling Green's defense has played the last six quarters of football. Yeah. My, yeah. My, and my take on that would be if I was going to go over, I'd go Marshall team total over. But again, yeah, I think yeah, Marshall's yeah. going to win by lots. So I, I mean, yeah, yeah. My, my my place there should be correlated. But yeah, I think right, right. I think Marshall can put up a lot of points. Um, I don't think Bowling Green scores that many. I think they. I think Marshall wins easily. Okay. So, uh, seven p.m. Eastern, Charlotte, Charlotte at Georgia State. Um, okay. 
So Charlotte's quarterback is Reynolds. Reynolds, Brian Reynolds. Yep. yep. Not Ryan player? Reynolds. Brian Reynolds. Uh, Chris. No. no, that's the actor. Chris Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Chris Reynolds. No, Brian Chris Reynolds. Reynolds. Brian Reynolds is the is baseball player. Yeah, Chris Reynolds. Like he is. Can't tell you the major league baseball player, but I can tell you the quarterback for Charlotte. So yeah, yes. there you go. Um, he's good. He's like yes. a full like touchdown to their team. Maybe more now that we're on the third string quarterback. Good. The backup is um, not good, but better than the third stringer. Uh, I've watched way too much Charlotte football this year. Yeah. Uh, both Reynolds and the backup, and I don't remember the backup's name, were ruled out mid to late last week, mm-hmm. which gives me hope that they're playing, that at least one of them can play this week. We don't know yet. I haven't heard anything yet. I'm making this play on Charlotte, hoping that one of those guys plays. If Reynolds plays, I love getting 19 with Charlotte. If mm-hmm. he's announced to play, this number should move under 17. Who knows if he will. I'm just reading the tea leaves of because they were announced out later in the week, it gives a possibility of them playing this week. But it's something to check on. I'm locking in a B-grade play on Charlotte plus 19 for a couple reasons today number one if that news comes out i'm not going to be able to get 19 because like i said reynolds is so key to that offense Mm -hmm. number two even without those guys they were one touchdown away from a push against maryland last week as bad as charlotte is Mm -hmm. so is georgia state who's also not very good good enough to win by that many points obviously they can but it's a lot Mm -hmm. of points so I'm going to grab the 19. If neither one of those guys plays, it's not my favorite play, but I think Charlotte can cover it. And if we get any injury news help, we've got a really good number. So I'm just mm-hmm. kind of playing a little bit of, if it goes one way, it's really good for me. If it goes the other way, I still think we have a fighting chance just because I don't think Georgia state's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I debated a lot about this. I almost made this a C grade play, but I was just, Again, if Reynolds comes back, this number is going to drop probably to like 13 and a half uh, mm-hmm. is where I think it should drop. And so mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be any value in it at that point. So I'm going to well, grab the 19, cross my fingers. And like I said, if neither one of those guys plays, I'm going to hope that third string quarterback now finally getting reps. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia State's a whole lot worse than Maryland, and mm-hmm. they can at least not get destroyed by a very bad Georgia state team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you got for us on this one? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if uh, anybody is going to believe that we don't, we don't talk about these before, before we discuss them here. Uh, but I, all of the things that, that you said are completely applicable Reynolds being so important to that team. Uh, the, the market's not out yet, but let me tell you the thing I'm taking a long, hard look at is the Georgia, uh, excuse me, the Charlotte team total under, uh, based on the current line, what that would be about 21 or so, mm-hmm. uh, I would feel really good about taking Charlotte under 21 in this spot, uh, especially if Reynolds doesn't play. So it's one of those right. things where, like, when the when 
when the market opens up for the team totals, I, I would almost just like blindly play it and kind of sit, say what you said. If, if except the opposite way, if Reynolds you're, the other way. you're hoping you're hoping he doesn't play. Yeah, yeah. yeah if, if he doesn't play, then I feel great about that. And the reason I say that is because uh, Georgia State has played South Carolina and North Carolina, and they gave up 35 points to South Carolina. But there were some uh, there was a special teams touchdown or a defensive touchdown in that game. They didn't they didn't give up 35 points to South Carolina. They picked off uh, Spencer Rattler a couple a couple of times, which you know at this point who hasn't sp- picked off Spencer Rattler a couple of times, and they also only gave up 35 points to North Carolina, which is actually pretty, pretty impressive, I, yeah. I think. So um, even if Reynolds is back, I think that this Charlotte offense may have some some tough sledding against this, mm-hmm. this Georgia State defense. So kind of the same logic that you had, but just another angle on it. I'm almost mm-hmm. thinking if, if Reynolds is not playing or is not playing at 100%, um, I think the, the uh, Charlotte team total here might be uh, under, might be a good play. Yeah. And that's the other thing to consider, right? If he plays, will it be a 100%? We don't know what the coaches yeah. are thinking. And unless you have the inside information, which, you know, not, neither one of us have, uh, are, are they looking at the, the dire situation there? And is there a potential of rushing him back? Who really knows how, how that all plays out, right? Yep. Um, if he's 100%, it's a very different story than if he's not. It's just a very different story than if it's still the third stringer or the second stringer. Like I said, the backup was at least better than the third guy, but extra reps help. Um, I'm gonna, like I said, I'm just going to hope that they can hang in there, whether it's high scoring or low scoring, and right. that Georgia State's at least worse than Maryland, so they'll at least feel better about that. Um, moving on, 7 o'clock Eastern, and uh, Tennessee and Akron. we got some games this weekend. Um, yeah, yeah. Akron, bad. Tennessee, probably good. Uh, the model still <laughs> likes Tennessee. Still ranks them number seven. I don't know with Tennessee. Like, what a weird performance that was against Pitt. Uh they covered, they did. not in the way that we expected. Uh, that was some good variants. Talk about good and bad variants. We've had, you know, we had some bad variants with the Baylor game, but we had some good variants with the Tennessee game because right, I don't right. really feel like we should have covered that or I should have covered that one. Uh, yeah. Laying the six points. Uh, they're obviously much better than Akron and they're going to win by a lot. Uh, model says they should win by 44 and a half. I'm going to grab the 47 with Akron. I'm grabbing the 47 with Akron mainly because I think about that first game that Tennessee played against Ball State, and they didn't really outplay them. They didn't really look that good against Pittsburgh for half of that game. If they if they don't get the same turnover luck, the same fourth down, we got to gamble and go for fourth down of their own 35 type luck. I think they beat Akron handily, but I think they beat them by like 42 or, or 38 or something and, and not 50. Mm-hmm. So it's just so many points. Uh, last year we broke these games into segments. We had a little fun thing. And I feel like if we had this, we could have had a whole segment this week on that's a lot of points. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's that's yes. a lot of points, you know? Yes. Um, Tennessee's going to win by a lot. They are a much better team. Akron, I have ranked 127th. So, I mean, they are very, very, very bad. But I don't know. Ball State's very, very, very bad too. And again, yeah. Ball State – if the, if the same game played out with just a couple of different random luck things, the pick six not happening on the first play of the game, that sort of stuff, Ball State's down by 14 at the half and well on the way to a cover. And so mm-hmm. also does Tennessee have an incentive to run it up? Mm-hmm. I'm going to hope not. Uh, they kind of did against Ball State, but hopefully they don't now that we're in the middle of the season. It's just so many points. Only yeah. a C-grade play, though. Um, not one I can be very confident because Akron is terrible. Yeah. Uh, but just out of principle, I'm taking all the points with a lean. Cousin Jared, what do you got? 
What's the implied team total for Akron here? Is it like 13 and a half or something? I'm, I'm, I'm not good with, with the maths here. I don't, uh, I, 10, 10. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Still like the under Akron's not going to score. If Akron's <laughs> if Ak- like Akron is not going to score in this game. Akron's offense. Very, very, very bad. Akron. Yeah. Tennessee plays so fast. It, it, you know, anything could, could happen. But I, I just don't think Akron's gonna score. Like yeah. I would, I would be shocked if they got. I would be, I would be surprised if they got a touchdown. Maybe they get like two field goals or something. They get six points. I would be shocked if they get a touchdown. So this is another instance where I, I'm looking at the, the team total because I just, I don't think Akron is it on offense this season. And yeah. um, unless Tennessee has a turnover in their in their own territory, you know, in field goal range already, again, I just. Don't see how Akron scores. I feel very strongly that Akron is not going to score very many points this week. Even with Ball State getting five yards per play against Tennessee, putting up 350 yards. I think Akron is just it's just very, that much worse. I think Akron is very not good. Yeah. That that Tennis- is my take on I agree. Akron. I agree. T- Tennessee scored 59 against Ball State. A handful of those points were literally gifted to him, and Akron may gift him some points too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee also plays Florida next week. I just don't think they have an incentive to run it up. I feel like yeah. it's a. I feel like this is a game where they're up probably. Th- I'm going to guess 31 yeah. nothing at the half, probably 38 nothing right in the third quarter, and then I think it's it, it's like 38 nothing with 25 minutes to go in the game. Mm-hmm. Tennessee gets one more touchdown, that sort of thing, but there's just no incentive to run it up, and, and they might, I don't know, but and, and like yeah. Tennessee plays fast, but they only got 59 off Ball State, and Ball State gifted them a ton of those points. So yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I, I... But I'm with you, Akron may not score. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe if 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 you are thinking about you know a Tennessee look ahead spot, then I think you could look at the total on the mm-hmm. game, the under 67, definitely, because mm-hmm. like you said, ten, Tennessee's got nothing to prove. Yeah. Uh, at that point, no 40, reason to keep the horses in late. 49 to 3. I mean, if that's the final score yeah. of this game, I think we'd all be like, that seems right. Like they kicked the crap yeah. out of them. They still yeah. cover the 47 and it goes well under the 67 and Akron team total under hit. So, I mean, I, I feel like yeah. that's kind of the way I'm looking at it. I'm just really going to see play just because Akron, like you, like we said, is so bad yeah. that I just don't want to be that invested in Akron, but I, yeah, I, I think they're yeah. worth a look at this many points. And I think it's a potential look ahead spot for Tennessee. Really? Yeah, man. Ak- Akron's only a oh, man. 127th. Yeah. <laughs> they are, yeah, it's bad. They're they on the doorstep of the, they're on the, the doorstep slums. of that bottom, the bottom yeah, the uh, worst trio or whatever that we talk about. Yeah. yeah they're right there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Also uh, bad football, 7 p.m. Eastern, Arkansas State versus Memphis. Arkansas State ranked outside the top 100. Memphis now uh, in the bottom half of teams. They're a 14-point favorite at home. I'm going to grab the 14 with Arkansas State. I like getting the 14. It's only a C-grade pick. For me, model says 13. Um, I don't really have a great feel for this game other than I'm getting two touchdowns in a game that I just don't know how good Memphis is. And so, again, model says 13. I'm going to trust the model and grab the 14, but it's not my favorite play. It's not a huge edge. Not really much else to say about it. Cousin Jared, what do you got? Usually when the model is this 
spot on with something. I say that's a good number. I have no thoughts on this game. Well, I'm not personally making a play on this game, but I'm, I would definitely be taking the points with Arkansas State. Um, I yes, we 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 covered easily with with Memphis last week uh, against Navy. I think Navy's really bad, um, but just oh, absolutely, yeah. We the, we covered Navy how bad they were when it was it Delaware who they lose to the week before? Delaware, yeah, Delaware, yeah. 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 So so I, I but outside of that win, which I don't think means much, I just haven't seen a ton from from Memphis the past couple of seasons and not that they're bad, but just they, um, mediocre. yeah, they're, they're mediocre. They have good games. They have bad, bad games and, and they don't, you know, when they were rolling there for a few years, they were putting teams away and it wasn't even close. And the past couple of years, they just haven't been putting teams away. Like, there was like talk on the heels of that, of them being a team that would be in, be joined in the big 12 potentially. Yeah, yeah, they they, they, they were, were at that caliber of the of the Cincinnati's Houston BYU. They were in maybe not quite UCF, Cincinnati caliber, yeah. but they were yeah they were in that. And then now, like you said, they've really fallen a run below that. Yeah, so um, I, I the model says this is spot on, but for for me to go back to our baseball term, I think you take the points or pass on this yeah. one, just because we've had a few years in Memphis now where they're just not putting teams away. And Arkansas State coming off of the loss to Ohio State, it's going to be like you know when you're out there swinging the baseball bat and you've got the the weight the donut on it, you take the weight off, you're like wow. Like, oh, wow, this is light. (laughs) Yeah, this is light. So, uh, yeah, I think it's take the points or pass on this game. Yeah, and I agree. It's a good point that you make that there are so many situations in this where Memphis just lets Arkansas State hang around and you don't want to have laid 14 points in that scenario. Obviously, there's scenarios where Memphis gets out and runs away with it, right? But there's so many scenarios where they let Arkansas State hang around that if you laid 14, it would just be frustrating and just not worth the investment. Exactly. Uh, 7.30 Eastern kickoff South Florida and Florida. Taking another dog here, grabbing the 24 and a half with South Florida. Model likes this edge, thinks it should be 21 and a half. Uh, I've zigzagged with Florida. Uh, done that with a couple teams so far. I backed Florida against Utah, won that one, then faded them last week. Uh, I think they got a little bit too much uh, credit for that Utah win. Uh, we were all kind of on Kentucky. It wasn't just me. It wasn't yeah. just the model. We, we all loved Kentucky in that one. And uh, I think this is just too many points. I think Florida's going to win. I just think 24 and a hook, I think, is too much. So it's a B grade pick mm-hmm. for me, uh, grabbing all these points. Model has South Florida ranked 103rd. So it's not that South Florida is good. But Florida still isn't there yet, in my opinion. I think the future's potentially pretty bright. Obviously, they've got them a good coach. They've got them a quarterback that has some real potential. But as we saw last week, a quarterback that can – give the game away as well. And it's, it's a situation where if, you know, he's not completely on and makes a few mistakes and, or doesn't really have the need to run all over him like crazy because it's a blowout. Uh, Florida can easily win this game by 14, 17, 21, 24, something like that. A lot of ways we can win this one. So again, model still thinks that Florida, not a bad team, but still outside the top 30. Uh, This is way too many points with me favored by, uh, the home edge in the heat, not going to be a big deal because both these teams are used to the swamp-like conditions uh, in Florida. It is a night game, but obviously the crowd probably not going to be quite as fired up after uh, playing Utah and Kentucky the first two games. You feel like mm-hmm. this is not really a spot that they're <laughs> going to be yeah. as rabid for. Uh, give, me the, give me the 24 on the hook with uh, South Florida. I think they can not get embarrassed, and that's all we need to get a victory here. Be great play for me. Cousin Jed, what do you think? If there is a team that I feel like, um, I, I'm, I'm sure we could probably sit here and list a lot of them, but I feel like there's a lot of variance with with Florida so far this year, going forward this year. Um, I think their defense looked really good against Kentucky. I think their uh, Anthony Richardson looked amazing in the game against Utah. Uh, not so much in the game against Kentucky. Uh However, South Florida is not uh, Kentucky's defense at all. Uh, But then, you know, uh, against 
Utah, maybe the the Florida defense had times where it didn't look as hot. I, I guess where I'm going with all this is that I, I've seen many good things from Florida this year, and I've seen some questionable things from Florida this year. And so this makes me think that this game, Florida's either going to win by like 31 or it's going to be like a 10-point game in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, I, obviously I would be surprised if they lost. But at the same time, like if they right. won this game by 10 points, I, I wouldn't be shocked either. Um, so that kind of, uh, you know, keeps me away from this game. I just want to stay away. I do have to say, though, I feel like I called that Kentucky game perfectly – and yeah. like, if I could just, make I talked about that in the episode one of this week, I gave you props you, for that. Yes. And, and thank you. And I really just want to say if, if I could just make a living off Duke unders and, and Kentucky unders, I, I think that <laughs> we would be having a really good season here. Uh, and, and somehow I, I was on Kentucky correctly last year and I was on Kentucky again this year. I don't know what the deal is with me and Kentucky and Duke. If this was the college basketball podcast, Jake would love me if I were just <laughs> yeah. nailing all the Kentucky yeah. and the Duke games. Uh, unfortunately yeah. this is football and it, the viewership doesn't quite translate, but no, that's no, okay. No. Uh, uh, okay, quick game for you. Florida has played Utah. They've played Kentucky. Uh, they have this game. Mm-hmm. Real letdown spot after Kentucky, uh, given that they play, as we talked about, Tennessee next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's trap, trap, definitely. Trap game. Uh, yeah. Without looking for fun, who does Florida play the week after? Uh, I'll give who, you credit if you're within 500 miles. <laughs> if I'm within 500 miles of who Florida yep. is playing in three mm-hmm. weeks. No, no, weeks. no. Two weeks yeah. after Tennessee, because it's a brutal schedule for Florida to get Utah, then Kentucky, and then Tennessee is three of the first four games. Yeah, and, and if I'm within 500 miles, oh my God, I have no idea. I'm going to go with uh, Northern Arizona. I, I don't know. I don't think you would win that one. Uh, Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington, darn. Yeah, kind that's, of, that's definitely way more than 500 miles. Kind of a random one to, to travel all the way yes. to Florida. So. <laughs> yes, it is, but but a good payday. As as uh, Appalachian State would tell you, those $1.5 million games can turn out well. They really, they really can. Yeah. Uh, all right, 7.30 Eastern uh, kickoff. The game you have been waiting for, Nevada oh, and Iowa. A yeah. total of 39. Mm. Uh, and, and I was favored by 23 in this game. Can Iowa score 23 points? I don't think they can. I'm going to take all 23 points with Nevada. Uh, model says that this game should be Iowa minus 21. Uh, folks, Nevada's not, Nevada's not good. Uh, mm. Obviously, they. I feel fortunate that we had two A-grade plays on them in the first two weeks and covered both of them. Yeah. Um, you're going to look back at the, end of, at the end of the season and be like, how did we have two high-grade wins on Nevada? Yeah, exactly. Like the great, great, good variance, at least in the first one. Uh, yeah. The second one, like I said, I think they probably went either way. That looked worse than it should have been because of the turnover luck. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure Nevada scores much. I'm not sure Iowa scores much. Honestly, I'm not sure why this total is 39. I cannot believe I'm saying that about a college football game. But yeah. Cousin Jared, can, can you talk me in? Is, is it possible to be talking to an over in this game? I feel like you have no. to look no. under. You have to look under 39. You have to look first half under, team total unders. I'm thinking just take every under in this one Like, because who's going to score? You remember that Nevada has – like the biggest issue with Nevada is their offense, not their defense. Right, like their right. defense is actually competent and Iowa can't score against a competent defense. Yeah. I, I mean, this feels like a 13 to nothing Iowa win. Mm-hmm. Well, talk me okay. at, talk me at a 13, nothing Iowa. So, so the, the, the Iowa beat writer for the athletics seems fairly convinced that there will be any quarterback out there for, for Iowa this week, which, okay. 
let's make all the Iowa jokes. Okay. Like, will it really matter who the quarterback is? No, no, I mean, it, it might. It might. I, like I told I tweeted about this in the middle of that game. I, I, they, they were like, there won't be a quarterback change. And I was like, as an Iowa state backer, that is the words I wanted to hear. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm with you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Their current starting quarterback, his, his QBR for the season is three. I, it should be negative. Okay. On a scale of, I, I, I know it, I know it, it goes to zero. It should be negative. <laughs> it should be negative. It's three. And like second is like 29 yeah. or something like that. It's, he's, yeah. he's so bad. So even if this, this new guy comes in and who, who apparently uh, Iowa has, I don't, I don't know when it was, this guy's thrown more touchdown passes than the starter has in like the last however many games. And he started like one of those games. Yeah. And, and, and so, and cause he's thrown two and the starter has thrown one. Um, so if this guy comes in and his QBR is, I don't know, let's just say like a whopping 35 yeah like let's go let's go let's go let's go way high 35 that's that's crazy talk yeah yeah like i i don't i like iowa could put up you know 20 points or something um so (laughs) what i'm saying is is crazy talk i was scoring 20 yeah so poor poor mitch shout out mitch if you're listening to this yeah i i i i want every day i I told myself it's game week i was gonna let this line settle like i don't know if it'll be like thursday friday or saturday i don't know when it'll be but i i want the lines to settle especially i want the team totals to be out and like you said i think you could play just about and under any way you slice it like any which way you want like nevada is not gonna score like I don't know. It's a team total worth three and a half. I would take the under uh, on, on their team total. If like Iowa, like the implied team total right now would be probably seven and a half. If I had to basically, I'm with you. I'd go under. I would, I would take the under. They, uh, might, get, they might get three. They might get six. They might get seven, but I, I 10 seems that Iowa defense is salty, man. They're good. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like, I don't know what Iowa's team total would be, but you know, maybe you could get an under there at a decent number. Like there's just, any way you the cut 30? it. And so, and That'd so be 30 or something, which just seems way too high for Iowa. Yeah. And so this is one of those things where I just want it to settle. I want the team total markets to come open and then I'll kind of make a decision on what I want. But I literally think you could play under almost any way in this game and feel good about it. I think, and, and this is weird because I feel like I would, I, I can't, I mean, I would have recommended this on Iowa state. We kind of talked about it a little bit. Uh, I'm going to be a little more explicit about this week. I, I kind of think, Take both team total unders, take the first half under, take the full game under. You're probably winning three of those four and you might lose one, point, but you're probably winning three of the four and you're probably going to profit off of it because I just yeah. don't see how it gets that. You're going to have a bunch of winners in that um, yeah. would be my thought. I'm like you, I think, or, or pick out whichever ones you want. That's fine too. I think there's a lot yeah. of unders you can play on this one. I, I agree with everything you said there. I'm going to grab the 23 points. It's only a B grade play specifically because there is that question mark about the quarterback. That's I, the thing. I, I, I got so caught up in my unders. Like, is Iowa going to score 23 points? Like, I got also, I, I don't think so with Nevada here. And I, yeah, I don't think it, they will. That's why I said I'm grabbing the points. I think it's too many. Yeah. And, but, and so like, but, you but can just talk me into taking the points too. Yeah. Just in case that Iowa quarterback is yeah. a 40 quarterback rating or a 45, which yeah. still average is 50. So it's still be below average, right? Yeah. That defense is going to create short fields and it's going to create situations where they don't have to move the ball very much to score. Yeah. I still think 23 is too many points. And I still think I take all those team total unders and game unders because I think what's going to happen is Iowa, I think if they have a more competent offense in short fields, it's going to get two first downs and have to kick field goals. I think they're going to field goal Nevada. Mm. This could okay. be a game like if this game, if you said this game landed 21 to nothing and it was seven Iowa field goals, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, that I mean, their MVP of the first game was the punter. Like, would it yeah. be crazy for yeah. the MVP of this game to be the, the field goal kicker because he kicked seven field goals because their offense can move it enough to get to a field goal range, but not they can't move yeah. enough to score a touchdown? Like, or if it was or if it was whatever, you know, 
19 nothing with four field mm-hmm. goals like you know 22 nothing with you know it, it, it's very yeah. possible i feel like for something weird like that so i, I would still yeah. take the enders but like i said only a big great play with nevada for at least for right now just because if that quarterback is more competent, I don't want to be over-invested. I don't want this to be 21 nothing at the half and me feel like, right. oh my gosh, Iowa like has a decent quarterback and that's all they needed to unlock themselves and they were just stubborn. Right, uh, right. But in general, I'm like, you, yeah, I think there's too many points. I'm not sure Iowa scores 23 by themselves. I'm not sure how much anybody scores. A lot, Like we said, a lot of ways to make money on this game. It's going to be yeah. really ugly. If, if yeah. you have like a a sick football fetish, you know, watch this game. Otherwise you probably don't want to watch it. It's going to be really bad, but a lot of ways that we think we can profit off of this game. Well, well, we kind of talked about this before we started recording, but if you're listening to this show, you'll probably have a sick football fetish anyway. And so this is probably right up your alley. It's what you, or you just love the timestamps and you're just like, I want to ignore half of these games and just give me the information on this one game. So you're probably like, yes, the timestamps are are a lifesaver. Um, 7.30 7.30 Eastern kickoff, UCF and Florida Atlantic. I already talked about UCF. I think they're a massive disappointment. Issue mm-hmm. is Florida Atlantic, I think, is garbage. And so I think UCF can go on the road and get the job done. I'm laying nine. It's only a C-grade pick. I like that it's on the south side of 10, but I don't like that it's north of seven. If I could get mm-hmm. six, I'd be a little more excited about this. Six and a half, maybe. Five and a half for sure. Seven, I'd be okay with. At nine, mm-hmm. I'd rather back the you know UCF, right. but they're so meh. Going on the road, I feel like they could win this game by six or seven, and I would be like, yeah, that kind of figures. I mean, they just were so unimpressive, really. Um, what I've seen of them, might. I thought they were going to take a step forward. They haven't yet. Maybe they will, but they just haven't yet. So uh, I'm laying it with them just because, again, I think Florida Atlantic really isn't that good. I think Florida Atlantic's got that nice two-and-one record, but I think it's really mm-hmm. a mirage based off who they've played. Mm-hmm. Um, model says nine. I'm going to lay nine with UCF, but only a C-grade pick again. I need this to get to seven before I'm getting really interested in in this one. Uh, what yep. do you think, is Jared? I I have nothing useful to say about this game. Yeah, yeah. that was a quick one. <laughs> yeah, uh, Eight p.m. Eastern, UTSA in Texas. Obviously, Ewers uh, is out for this game. That yeah. matters. Uh, model says Texas minus seventeen. Of note, the model is kind of taking an averaged approach here with the quarterback situation. So if this, if viewers was in this game and I was laying 12 and a half, it'd for sure be an A grade play. We wouldn't be able to lay 12 and a half if he was playing because clearly he's a whole lot better than every other quarterback Texas has. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously saw a clear drop off to uh, Hudson Card, who showed a lot of heart in that game playing on one leg for most of the second half and scrambled for a couple of nice long runs. And you could tell he was clearly on a plane. So a lot of heart, mm-hmm. but the passing ability is still not his strong suit, which is not a good thing for the quarterback position. Um, good news for him. UTSA is only mediocre. So I'm going to lay the 12 and a half with Texas, only a B grade play, but I like that's on the right side at 13 and 14. Mm-hmm. I just think we saw enough from Texas this last weekend. And like I talked about picking them, they have enough athletes and maybe they finally have a coach who can actually figure out how to utilize the athletes, which has been their problem for so long, mm-hmm. but they have the athletes. They have the talent. I think they can roll up, roll the ball out there and they should be able to walk all over UTSA they should be able to minimize the weaknesses at the quarterback position and win this game handily. Only a B grade pick though, because we are still dealing with a quarterback that I don't trust. So I think mm-hmm. it's a solid number at 12 and a half uh, at 14. Uh, it's really just a, a pass or a C grade play at that point, because uh, at that point, I think it's very possible. Texas wins by 13 or 14, but being on the right side of both of those numbers, 
I think Texas is good enough at home to win this game. We just got to make sure that they don't sleepwalk through it. And that's obviously been a problem at Texas in years past. But you know what else has been a problem of Texas in years past is having talent, not doing anything with it. And we saw that narrative broken last weekend. Even last weekend, once Ewers was out, they still played decently well against an Alabama team that like, let's all tap the brakes. I mean, obviously out was a disappointment for Alabama, but they're still one of the top three teams in the country. Yeah. And that Texas team, even without Ewers, still looked decent against them. And yeah. so I think that's what we're dealing with here, that that still tells us that this Texas team is still good enough to be a very mediocre UTSA team at home by double digits. 12 and a half is a solid number. Should be a great play for me. Again, not an A great play just because that quarterback situation has me a tiny bit worried, but I still think it's a good number to lay it with Texas. Cousin Jared, what do you think? I, I don't want to say anything that will lead you to your response here. So I'm just going to ask you first, <laughs> what, what's your thought on, on the total of this game? Um, under way too okay. high. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't trust Texas offense to score yeah. 40 points. I think Texas is going to win. Cause I think they can hold UTSA down yeah. to, to 17 points. And then I think they could win, you know, 31, 17 or something. That's only getting into 48. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, my thoughts on this is this is going to be the third big game in a row for UTSA yeah. uh, went, went to overtime the first two games of the season, maybe some, some tired legs. This is a huge game for UTSA. I mean, yeah. absolutely huge game, but I just don't Super know what Bowl. they have. Yeah. I just don't know what they have left in the tank and it would be very hard to replicate the same effort that Texas gave against Alabama, absolutely. Obviously. obviously. But if, if they gave anything close to that, yeah, UTSA, whatever. UTSA is not going to be able to do anything on on yeah. offense. Yeah. And you mentioned Ewers being out, card starting. I, I think that definitely brings the the ceiling down a notch. Obviously, oh, yeah. Bijan Robinson is still an amazing running back, but that brings down the ceiling. But but um, UTSA, and kind of what I was saying is UTSA is the type of team that they should be able to utilize Bijan Robinson's strengths and mask. Hudson Card's weaknesses because he should be able to have a field day against what's just a mediocre defense. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like you. I think this is too high. Uh, the, the under seems appealing to me. This yeah, I, I, I think this total has has gone up. I want to say it was in the upper 50s and it has gone up to 61 and a half, which I'm surprised. We know that yours yeah. is not playing. I'm, I'm not sure why yeah. this total keeps going up. Since it's been going up, I think I would wait and see if I could get it at like 62 and play the under at, at that number. Um, but I, the only lean I have in, okay, I, I think Texas should win big letdown spot though, but just with, with what I saw from the Texas defense against Alabama and UTSA, just, I don't know what they have left in the tank after those two overtime games two just absolutely exhausting games. It would not surprise me if UTSA scored like 10 points in this game and this game ended up being like 42 to 10 or something like that. So, um, total's gone up. I'll keep waiting on to see if it goes up further, but the under definitely has caught my eye. Yeah, a little bit of a trap game possibility for Texas. I mean, that's yeah. full disclosure yeah. playing Texas Tech next weekend, uh, coming off yeah. the Alabama game. Uh, yeah. That's the, the 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 big again part of why it's just a B pick. It, it, but in general, I it's like Kelly talked about. Like they don't have to have their A game here. Mm-hmm. They need their you know C plus game, and their defense should really yeah. hold UTSA down. And they should just be able to out physical them on the offensive line. They should just be able to hand it off, you know, between various running backs 65 times and amass 400 yards of rushing offense. They right. should have that physical ability. So, um, again, trap game is the caveat here, but mm-hmm. there's just a massive talent discrepancy between these two teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, Louisiana Tech at Clemson. Uh, Clemson, you know, still potentially having some offensive issues. Uh, didn't yes, look yeah. great against uh, FCS opponent last weekend. Yeah. I still have them fifth in the model. Uh, I have that, that's partially because I've got Michigan fourth and beyond Clemson. I mean, I got Tennessee seventh. Like, who are you putting up there, right? I mean, once you get past those top three, it's a big question mark, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So Clemson's still up there. Obviously, their defense is fantastic. I'm surprised uh, that the implied team total here for Louisiana Tech would be, you know, nine ish. I feel like it should be like six and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, if you could get a team total under 10 and a half for Louisiana Tech, I would love that. I don't think that's going to appear. But a lot of points for Louisiana Tech. Models says it should be 33. I'm going to grab 34. And I'm actually not that concerned about if I could grab a 35. The reason why is 35 only matters. Two-point conversions aside, which shouldn't happen in this game, only matters if you're scoring nothing but touchdowns and do we trust Clemson to score nothing but touchdowns or do we trust mm-hmm. they're going to move the ball in Louisiana tech because Louisiana tech doesn't, isn't a good team, mm-hmm. but do we trust that they aren't going to stall out and have to kick a couple field goals? I mean, yeah, 34, I think is just about as good as 35 in this situation because yeah. Clemson's strength is their defense, not their offense. If the strength was the offense, I'd be saying the other way around. I'd be saying they're going to put up nothing but sevens and we've got to make sure we get 35, but I'm not sure they put up, not yeah, seven. Just because that offense is such a concern, I'm gonna go up to 34 with Louisiana Tech. They are very bad. It's a, a B grade play. Uh, total of 52. Just bottom line is, I'm just not sure Clemson can score. I think Louisiana Tech's got to get one score they can cover this game. I'm not yeah. sold on Clemson scoring 40 points. So Louisiana Tech just got to get really six or seven is all I'm asking yeah. them to do, and I think they cover this. So yeah, uh, I just don't have faith in Clemson doing what they should offensively yet. Maybe they will, but I have not been impressed with that offense. They had kind of going a little bit at the end of last season, at least relatively speaking, but it feels like we're back to where we were at the start of last season with Clemson. Yep. Yep. Uh, Clemson uh, beat Furman last week by 23, beat them by 23 points, uh, 35 to 12. Um, And and Louisiana Tech's not good, but they're probably better than Furman, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the the total on this game opened at about fifty five and a half. It was on the right side of fifty five for an under, and it has since gone down to fifty two. Um, <clears throat> so here's kind of how I break break this game down. I think Louisiana Tech, obviously, they're gonna have problems scoring uh, against yeah, Clemson, sure. uh, but Sonny Cumbie uh, plays fast, and I think there's the potential for there to be a lot of three and outs from from Louisiana Tech. Mm. Um, so that means I think that Clemson could hold on to the ball for quite a long time in this game. I think that's probably still good for the under. The longer because <laughs> the they're not going to they're not going to score fast. Yeah, they're, they're not going to. They may not score at all. They they yeah. may kick a lot of short field goals. Um, How did they only score thirty four on Furman? I feel like maybe yeah. we should just go back to that. Like we need to do yeah. a full like film breakdown of how that even yeah. how that's even possible go, with a team that's consensus top ten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, I, I don't know what I'm going to do on this game, but even at 52, like I, I still, I think the under is very, very enticing. Cause this, I, you can easily convince me this game ends up being 35 to seven or 30. Yeah, I, I was seven, just thinking, something, yeah, something, something like that. Um, 35, 35 to three. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just, I think Louisiana tech's going to, uh, you know, have a lot of three and outs or a lot of short drives anyway. And, but like if, Again, if Clemson having the ball, what what 
what have we seen from Clemson having the ball the last year and a half that makes us think they're going to do anything with it on, on yeah. offense, even even if Louisiana Tech has a questionable defense? Um, so it's not like, yeah. it's not like it, it, and of course now old school. I'm thinking old school Baylor or current school Bama, right? Where mm-hmm. these teams could just score so fast. You saw what Bama did against Utah State mm-hmm. in that in that week one, where Utah State went three and out, Bama got the ball, and they have so much speed that it was just like boom, touchdown. Yeah, Clemson's not doing that. I mean they. You feel like they should. You feel like they've got the talent, but they just can't do it. And so Bama has that quick strike ability against bad teams to score in one play sometimes or four plays, whatever. And Clemson used to, but yeah, Clemson, like like you said, like if they have yeah. the ball a lot, what's it's gonna mean a it's gonna mean a 14 play touchdown drive and a 10 play field goal drive and mm-hmm. some punts just because yeah. they can't can't do it offensively they couldn't do it against Furman now now at some point they're going to have a week where everything just clicks right right it's just one of those things where at this point I'm going to bank against it not happening not until being, I see yeah. it consistently like it might be this game but it's it might not it, it, it it's unlikely to be because they just it was more likely to be the Furman game if it was going to happen right <laughs> right right yeah so this is going on my list of follow-ups but this is a game I'm going to, I'm going to be watching. Uh, you know, we talked about it with UTSA, Texas total. We talked about, you know, Nevada and Iowa. I want the team totals to come out. We talked about other couple of other games, team totals. This is one that I I'm watching too. So watch the shows later in the week, um, watch Twitter and everything. Uh, might be something to pop up on this under later this week. All righty. That brings us to the kill the clock offense segment where we loop back to games. We've already talked about a few weird line movements. Uh, I, for the first yeah. time on this show, I have something to talk about here. All of my extra plays have been on Twitter that have been closer to game day on mm-hmm. game day based off of movements that I thought were absolutely ridiculous. And most of the time that's been right, but it's been later on in the week. We got some early ones this week. So I got three that I'm going to add a unit to. Uh, we already talked about in the first episodes if you want to hear our breakdowns for those go back to them but north texas uh is now at three and a half i'm going to add a unit to that one um earlier on in the uh week we had north texas and i had two and a half on them um i don't know why we're getting three and a half now (laughs) are we tired yeah I th- and I think you have added to that too. You're going to be just as confused. We're, we're, we're very yeah. confused at this game. We don't know what's happening. Um, yeah. Maybe the whole UNT team has mono and we don't know it yet. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't believe I'm getting three and a half. I still have money line on this one. Uh, that gets me my third unit on that game. So I'm maxing out there on this one at three and a half. It's a fantastic number, in my opinion. Also, money line, a great play. Mm-hmm. I'm also adding uh, an extra unit to Ole Miss against Georgia Tech. I talked about this one on the first show. I was laying 14 and a half. And I was saying it's an A grade pick. I'm going to add a third unit. It just matters. I was seeing what the number would do. I said, if it comes down, great. If not, I'm okay laying a slightly higher number. It's up to 16 and a half. I'm going to grab that third unit now before it gets to 17 as we're now approaching a key number on the other side. So I already love 14 and a half. already had two units on that, adding one at 16 and a half. I still think 16 and a half is an A grade play. Just get it before it goes to 17 or 17 and a half. And then I already had two units on Texas Tech plus nine and a half. I said that that seemed more like a touchdown game, more of a six-point game, seven-point game. It's up to 10. I'm going to add my third unit to 10. Having that push protection there is really nice. So I've got three one-unit adds to games I already had two units on from the first episode. Because, Jared, what are your additional plays? Okay, everybody, everybody buckle up. Got a few got a few things <laughs> here. So, so you tried to talk me into a couple of sides and totals. Well, lucky for you that all of your hopes and dreams have come to fruition on hey. these games. And so uh, one, one game that it didn't register with me, but as literally as we talked about it, I realized what I was saying to myself. So I had four and a half. It happens sometimes. 
I took the four and a half with, with BYU on the road against Oregon. I also learned as I was talking through it, why is that total 58? That seems like a lot of points for two teams with, with good defenses and offenses that can be a little bit up and down, I think. And so I am grabbing also the under 58 in the BYU and Oregon game. And I also really like that because it's currently minus 105 odds. We know that 58 is such a key number, but I'm, mm-hmm. you know, usually say maybe wait for 58 and a half. I would be shocked if it got to 58 and a half, but the minus 105 odds kind of take some of the sting off of that. And, um, and again, a, a BYU defense that I, I can't say enough good thing as a, as a Baylor fan watching that game, the way they looked getting after getting the pressure mm-hmm. uh, forcing the, it, it, and I kind of insulted the Baylor coaching staff a little bit. It, it, I, I didn't mean it as harsh as it might've sounded. It was more about, they just decided that wasn't the way they wanted to play the game. And mm-hmm. I think part of it was the, the BYU front four, just getting after a, a Baylor offensive line that has like a thousand returning starts from previous years, right? A, a very good right. Baylor offensive line. BYU front four just got it done and looked really good defensively. And Baylor had a couple drives where they looked good, but uh, really forced Baylor out of their game plan. And uh, like you said, a really good defensive BYU. I mean, I can't give them enough, yeah. enough credit. That's why they're a top 25 team uh, yeah. partially. So uh, I, 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 second, I second what you said there. I agree with that. Yeah, so BYU Oregon under fifty eight. Uh, the other one you, you you tried to talk me into it. You said that forty eight and a half would be the number, but I figured you know what? Let's give the people what they want. I am playing the under forty eight. It was at forty seven and a half. Went up to forty eight. Playing the under forty eight in Penn State and Auburn. Just don't yeah, see how yeah. there's going to be very many yeah. points scored in that game. Yeah, uh, and then. And then the other one that we also talked about, uh, I already played the under 62 and a half in the Kansas Houston game. And you talk about, does the whole North Texas team have mono? What has happened to the total in the, the Kansas Houston game? It has gone down from 62 and a half, which I had on Sunday night. It has gone down to 55 and a half. It's gone down, down by an entire touchdown and a hook. I, yeah, I, I have have no idea what's what's going on there. Uh, but luckily for me, Kansas has now gone up to uh, 10. It was at nine and a half. Now Kansas is getting 10 points. So, the model and I will officially be going mano y mano. I think for the first time this season. Mm-hmm. Percent, uh, yeah. So, so the uh, the model will be laying nine and a half with Houston. I will be taking the ten points with with Kansas there. There's a, then, there is one way that we can win and push. Otherwise, someone will lose. Yes, yes. So. I mean, let's be honest. I'm sure you twisted viewer probably want to see one of us lose. Uh, so that, those are all the games so far where I am playing a side in the total. I've got a couple of double downs here. So uh, we talked about the, the North Texas UNLV total. I had that under 58 and a half. Maybe I just called this one wrong. Literally, I said on this show that I don't see how this game gets into the 60s. Well, apparently a lot of people think the game's getting to the 60s because it's gone up to 62 and a half from, from 58 and a half. I, again, I, that, I don't know what is happening. I, I, don't, I, I at this point, so the the SMU North Texas game didn't even get to this total. Are you telling me that UNLV, which I will fully admit that their offense has improved, but are you telling yeah. me that they're the same level offense as like an SMU? Because every other team that North Not Texas has played, very good. no, every other team that North Texas has played for the past year, you know, from the second half of last season on about the same talent level as UNLV. Their defense has given up nothing close to that. Yep. And, and so SMU, just, SMU is a different animal than the teams that UNT. UNT in this run has looked good. They've looked good against Conference USA teams, which is important to keep in mind because that's the type of team they're playing here in UNLV. Yes. They're not playing SMU. I mean, yes. Uh, I guess that I, 
if if we if we named one the confusing line of the week, I mean, for me, last week, right, I had several that I thought mm-hmm. was confusing, right, like Georgia Southern being one of them, of course. But this yeah. one is is less about that. I'm I'm confused about one of the others, which is like the combination is like I don't know what people were thinking. Like the team yeah. total for UNLV is to me like a hard hard under. Like that team total yeah. is now up to like what thirty five or something ridiculous or the yeah. team total. Yeah. What? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm I'm so confused. Yeah, so I'm doubling down on the under there. They're going to score like 60 by themselves, and I'm just going to laugh. <laughs> probably so, probably so. But, well, okay, let me finish all this, and I have comment on yeah. that. So right. uh, let's go uh, adding a second unit to the under 62 and a half. I really like that. And then Michigan State. Uh, the, I think the professor was already maxed out here. I had yeah, no yeah. idea what's going on this line. Michigan State is up to plus three and a half. The model has this Michigan State should be favored by about six. So are we talking about Five, like 10 points? Yeah, five. So we're talking about eight and a half point edge around, obviously, the, the, the crossing a, number. Crossing a meaningless number in zero, but crossing two really key numbers and talking yeah. two most key numbers at three. This is. Yeah. So so this may be a situation where somebody knows something that we don't know, but I am taking the extra unit and putting I mean, it on the plus three and a half for Michigan and, State. And we got a lot of new viewers here. So. Uh, Hopefully they're still around at the hour and 20, 26 mark. <laughs> but uh, as we get later into the season, we're going to have some of these really big edges because I'm not adjusting the model for anything. I'm just letting it run its thing. And when we get to the injury stuff, it's going to get weird where we have a guy who's played half the season and we have to kind of like manually adjust. Right. Later on in the season, we're going to have some weird edges and we're all going to be like, no, no, it's an injury thing. Like it's mm-hmm. mainly quarterback or, or the whole, no. it's like the whole offensive line maybe, or a quarterback is really all mm-hmm. it's like, otherwise injuries way overblown half a point maybe a point you know yeah um we're gonna have some of those but this early in the season i like i'm like what does someone know that we don't know like yeah i I don't washington's offenses look competent that's the only thing i can figure out but i that's not eight points difference it's not it's not it's again it's it's like it's it's no different than we talked about last week with mississippi state arizona where i said the model uh, had Mississippi State by 17 and a half. And I was like, maybe the model's missing by Arizona by a little bit, but that means it should still be 14, 15. Like they aren't missing right, by right. nine points or something stupid. Like right, that. right. Like, it's the same right. sort of thing. Maybe Washington's a little bit better than the model thinks. Maybe it should only yeah. be Michigan State minus two and a half instead of yeah. minus five. But why are yeah. you getting more than a field goal makes zero sense to me. Yeah. And, and I would, I know we talked about um, Michigan money line, Michigan State money line. And if you want to do that, that's fine. For, for me, this is one of those things where, just crossing three, like I'm going to take the three and a half, like, you know, money line play still great, but I'm going to take the three and a half points uh, on that one. Um, So you, you mentioned something that kind of got me thinking, like we saw things that are confused us. This, I I, I mean, not to get too far ahead of us on the the entire long season, but this could be like a make or break week, uh, you know, for, for how we do on the season where we have these big edges and we're doubling down, you know, we've got some a plays at some big numbers. It, it could be the make or break for the season when we're, we're disagreeing with the books so much. Cause I think as the season goes on, you know, usually the model and, and the books kind of, you mentioned injuries aside, you know, the model they, the tend books, to, they tend to converge. Yeah. They tend to get, you know, sharper as the season goes yeah. on. And so I think you're going to see less value, but oh, this oh, week no. is going to be big. Although, and I don't know what to make of it necessarily, but uh, I've tweeted about this a little bit. The absolute error that the model has had for weeks, the, the first two weeks of real games, weeks one and two, has been better than any week last year. And usually it starts off higher and it takes a while before it gets going really because there's just more uncertainty early on. And mm-hmm. and we're looking at previous year's production, whatever, but the model's been spot on. Uh, the books have been even better too, have been well too. So it's, it's like... Yeah. 
everything's been a little bit better so far. And I don't know what that, I don't know what to make of that. Uh, but in yeah. years past, it's usually been one of those that the error for the models is usually 13, 14 points a game, and then 12, 13, and then 11, 12 by the end of the season. It's already at 11 now. Yeah. And so yeah. it's already hitting things really well. But uh, I don't know about this week. I mean, the model disagreed with a lot last week on the big edges, like Mississippi State, mm -hmm. like Georgia Southern. You know, there were a handful of them, and most of those went our way, which is why I was able to have such a profitable week. Same yeah. thing's happening this week. And I, and like I mentioned, I think the next, I think it's, Weeks two through whatever six are going to be the make and break weeks where there's going to be a lot mm -hmm. of big differences. And if things go away, yeah. this is the time where it'll really shine because it's picked out things that the books haven't. But then as the years goes yeah. on, we're going to have to start really we're going to be hunting for Easter eggs, trying to find yeah. Our, yeah. <laughs> our really yeah. good edges. Yeah. And, and, and the bad news for, for, for the professor here, because he, he doesn't know that I'm about to say this. Just wait until I literally try to break his brain with playing a double down on a total on the North Texas game. And then I want to add a unit to North Texas yeah. at plus three and a half at some point later in the week. I will I will yeah. break everything that he has created. So I'm going to hold off on that for now. I mean, yeah, you, the whole thing, trying to keep up with all this in the sheet already is complicated enough. So whatever. Yeah. It is what yeah. it is, right? We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's all I got. All right. All right. Well, that is all then we've got for you. Any last parting words, cousin Jared? Nope. Stick around uh, a new episode tomorrow with, with yeah. our friend Jake. Yep. Yep. We'll have, uh, we'll finish up all the games. We'll cover if we haven't covered it in episode one or this episode, it is coming on the next episode in 24 short hours. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder to check out the Google Sheet for model pick projections and results. You can find that link and more at the website. Reminder that is www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. See you again for that third episode with our friend Jake. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.